We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I see the promised land, fellas. I really do. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, Matt Steinmetz along with Evan Giddings today. Guru taking a little break before the uh, Christmas holiday. And joining us right now is NFL Network and NFL Total Access host Mike Yam. He also does work for Sirius XM. And because it's the holiday season, if you're looking for a gift, maybe for a child... Mike authored a children's book called Fried Rice and Marinara. So keep that in mind. What's up, Mike? How you doing, man? Oh, always good to hear your voice, man. I appreciate you mentioning the book. Certainly yeah. a huge passion project for me, and, and hopefully it'll resonate with some families. But, dude, best time of the year. Here we go. Home stretch of the NFL regular season. We got some teams knocking on the door for the postseason. So uh, I'm, I'm obviously looking forward to tonight's show, and we had a pretty good weekend of games. Yeah, let me let me start it here. Uh, we just had a caller out of nowhere talk about, you know, how long a team's championship window is is open. And, and uh, you know, some Somebody said, well, boy, the Niners probably open for six, eight years. And I'm thinking, man, that's a long time in football. Like, how long can you – what's the maximum, you know, project out that you can do to, to, to determine a championship team for what length of time? You know, it's actually – look, dynasties in any sport are, are difficult to achieve. And when we're watching it unfold, it's, it's pretty special. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are – are one of those teams where you, you sort of feel that way. Look, at, at the end of the day, it's about those core players. How old are they? How can they stay healthy? Because I think, actually, to your caller's point, it's felt like the Niners' window has been open for a while. And in case in point, they got their quarterback who's still, you know, in year number two with some other nice pieces that are around him that are locked in. I mean, you look at that roster and you sort of like the top two or three highest paid players at, at any given position. And the San Francisco 49ers have a couple of those guys. So you do feel like there's some legs, um, you know, on this run. And, and clearly, as of right now, I think think they're the best team in the NFL. But look, things can rapidly change here. And I think the one difference that you're seeing from a Niners perspective, I'll use them as a comparison with like the Kansas City Chiefs. But Kansas City's got, you know, the best quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And I think there was such a reliance on, hey, we got Pat, so things will be okay. We got Andy Reid, so things will be okay. And when Tyreek Hill leaves and they still go and win a Super Bowl, you, you almost feel like, well, damn, maybe that logic is pretty true. And yet there hadn't been a concerted effort to sort of help out that wide receiving room. And all of a sudden now it's, it's becoming an issue. And I think when you look at the Niners and how they've constructed their roster, 
you know, look at the trade deadline. They're buyers, right? Like, they go and get a Chase Young to help out a defensive line. I mean, I think there's these constant tweaks that we're seeing that is extending the life of, of the Niners. And, and, look, if they stay healthy in this run, I think there's really probably just one team in the AFC. And we're going to get that preview coming up here, and that's the Baltimore Ravens that can make it make it pretty interesting against them. Mike, you mentioned the the dominance of the Niners this year, number one team, and you know the the window whether it's been open for the last couple of years or going back to 2019. However, you slice it, it does feel like this is the best Kyle Shanahan led 49ers team. Yeah. From even even though I, I, things happen in the NFL all the time, an injury, you know, a drop punt, a, a missed kick, but does it feel like if the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl this year, that it would be a disappointing season? Look, I think the bar, Evan, has been set at, at that point, especially as we're eyeing down week 16, because you got, look, you guys are in the market. You watch every single snap that, that, that team takes. I think if you take a holistic view of the league, people on the East Coast will tell you the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL. And when you're in that category, it, it is Super Bowl or bust. I think those players kind of felt like, hey, you know, we've stayed healthy and Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt in an NFC championship game. Where the team going to the Super Bowl? I don't know if they win, but you know, I think there's some logic that you know maybe they get to that game. Uh, so I, I'm I'm with you. Like it it does feel that way, and I think that's a good thing for this team, right? Like they want that pressure. I don't think anyone wants to to go out there and not feel like they're a, a real contender. And the Niners right now are on the short list of teams that legitimately can win this thing. NFL Network and NFL Total Access host Mike Yam joining us on ninety five seven The Game. Uh, Mike, let me just ask you about this game coming up between Baltimore and and the 49ers on Monday. What I mean, I, I know it's probably the biggest game of the year, but what what would it mean if they meet again in the Super Bowl? I I legitimately, Matt, I think that this is a Super Bowl preview. Uh, to me, this was my, my preseason pick. I thought it was going to be Niners and, and Ravens. I think not only is there well, let know, me, a Super let, Bowl preview let, at stake, I think there's also an MVP conversation. Like, mm-hmm. I think depending on how Brock and Lamar play, True. You know, that could decide the MVP vote. Everyone is talking about Dak as MVP. I sit there and I say, look at what Brock has done. Brock's team smashed Dak's team, like, and Brock played well. So I'm sorry, I, I can't, you know, I, if I use head-to-head as a metric, Brock's you know, got the advantage there. This, to me, I go back and forth. I've been on the Lamar bandwagon here for MVP for a good stretch of the season. So I think this game is, is huge from that perspective. But, Matt, I apologize. I, I feel like you were going to uh, oh, no, ask I was, me something else and I cut you off. No, 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 I cut you off. But I was just, I was just wondering if, if the winner of this game will be your favorite if, the, if they match up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I. You know what I mean. You know, I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you. The only reason why I hedge, and this is coming from a guy that is, I feel like I'm a lone wolf a lot of times at NFL Network. We get to do these shows, and we're talking about the best teams, and and in the AFC, I'm like, guys, every show, every time we have a pre-show meeting, we're talking about these squads. I'm like, guys, Baltimore, Baltimore. Now everyone starts rolling their eyes when I say it, but I, you know, since I've been kind of preaching that. I, there's a part of me that says, yeah, if they beat the Niners in San Francisco, yeah, yeah, of course. Like that, that, that's an edge that's there. But if the Niners lose this game, I got to tell you, they've been so dominant and they can win in so many different phases. And I have so much trust in late game execution for this team that even if they lose, I still feel like they got a really good opportunity to go and win a Super Bowl. It's, you know, I, I 
it's a hard question to answer, but I think at the end of the day, it's hard not to say the team who wins won't feel a little, a little extra confidence if this is a Super Bowl rematch. Well, also talking about the, the MVP potential matchup between Brock Purdy and I'm assuming Lamar Jackson, that's probably what this award is going to come down to because it is a quarterback award. But I'm curious, Mike, what you think about the steam that's been gaining for someone like Christian McCaffrey. And yeah. I know Brock Purdy said it after the game. You know, George Kittle has thrown his name in the hat. But when guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning say that Christian McCaffrey is the MVP, why do you think that is? Even if it probably is not going to happen because it is a quarterback-driven award, why do you think that there are former quarterbacks who have won that award saying that yeah. this running back is the most valuable player? Look, Christian uh, is as remarkable a football player as there is in the NFL. I, I actually remember when you know my previous job was covering the Pac-12 conference when when McCaffrey was playing at Stanford, and I still remember when he was a freshman talking to David Shaw at the time, and he said, you know, this kid comes in as an underclassman, and it's hard sometimes for freshmen to grab the attention of the upperclassmen. And he said, Christian walks into the room, and he's got everyone's attention. He's like, I don't know what it is, but Christian's got it. And, and obviously, I still think he got robbed from a, for a Heisman, you know, by the time he, he was leaving the farm. But the point is, there, there's so many things that he can do on the football field. I got to be honest with you. I, I still think that this is a quarterback award. And if I was going to give it to a position player, to me, it'd probably go Tyreek before I would give it to Christian McCaffrey. And it's not a knock on, on McCaffrey. I think he's remarkable. But I also can't help but think that if it was a different quarterback that was having the same type of success that Brock Purdy's had, if other quarterbacks might not be willing to say it's it's McCaffrey. I, I don't understand. I mean, I guess part of me understands this negative narrative around Brock Purdy not being the MVP. I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I work with enough guys who played in the league that played quarterback in this position that have dissected the tape. We do it on total access every single week that rave about the throws that Brock is making. I've heard the system quarterback critiques. Well, everyone's running a system out there. He's still got to go and execute it. Hey, it's the pieces that are around Brock Purdy. Yeah, generally speaking, you do need some pretty good pieces around you in order to win some football games. I feel like people are coming up with reasons not to give Brock this award, and I think it's a shame just because of where he was drafted and you know, it wasn't this guy that was taken in the first round. I, I don't fully understand it. The guy's executing at a historic level, and he's doing things that some of the greats, some of the Hall of Famers that have won MVPs have been able to accomplish. Like, I, I think we sort of need to get over the Mr. Irrelevant thing. Yeah, I I think we're I think we're I'm past that because I'm just lumping him in with all the other quarterbacks on yeah. teams that are Super Bowl contenders. Mike Yam joining us on 95.7 the game, NFL Network and NFL Total Access host. You know, the one thing I'm always and I heard you say it earlier, you know, things can change. Things can change. And so if I if I specifically with the NFC this year, I take a look at, at, at the season. You know, let's just say first five, six games, the Eagles look like the best team in football. Yeah. And and yeah. with San Francisco, then the Niners lose three in a row, and all of a sudden, now the Eagles are the best team in football. 49ers win six in a row. Eagles struggle. Now the 49ers are the best team in football, and up until the Buffalo game, my, uh, Dallas was right there and, and dangerous. <laughs> yeah. What, if anything, do you think will change once the playoffs start? Can that can like the order of those guys change maybe come week two of the postseason? God, Matt, you know, we do picks on TA every Friday, and I get so frustrated because I go, what's the evidence to make, make a pick? 
And a lot of times it's recency bias that you're describing. Hey, your team goes and wins five, six games in a row and we're ready to crown them. You know, the reality is sometimes the matchups aren't great. Sometimes the scheme and what we're seeing, those are that make it a, a sort of a tough matchup. And in case in point, you know, Dallas, I don't think was necessarily prepared for what Buffalo was doing offensively on the ground and James Cook running for a career high. I mean, Josh Allen had seven completions in a game and they completely dominated the Dallas Cowboys. Like to me, how, how do you make how do you make that call before the game? You, you can't make it. It's something we hadn't seen before. You know, to me, as we go down the home stretch here, it's always going to come down to health. But he, I love the balanced teams. And this is why I felt good about, um, you know, the Ravens, and I felt good about the Niners. For as much as we want to talk about the Purdy's and the McCaffrey's of the world, for the last couple seasons, i got to tell you, this Niners defense, to me, has been kind of the calling card and, and really the identity of this team. And, and maybe I'm in the minority when I say that, um, but I, I do feel like this defense is, is, is great and they can beat you different ways. You know, the, the Baltimore Ravens, potent offense, great defense, special teams that are there. You, you get to the playoffs, you get to a Super Bowl. It's, it's like what's happening in the margins. The, the lines are so thin in terms of what's going to create a win and a loss. Can you win games differently? And that's why I like these two teams specifically, because I think there's balance in all three phases of the game. They can win no matter how, no matter the style of game that you want to play. And to me, that's what makes them the most dangerous. Just one more for you, Mike, before we get you out of here. Stiney mentioned your book off off the top of the interview, Fried Rice and Marinara. And I'm just curious, kind of the, the origin story behind that and the, the process you went through um, yeah, as a passion project. Where did that start and, and what was kind of the background of it? Yeah, no, I appreciate you asking, Evan. You know, for me as a kid, I, I never had a book that featured an Asian character. Um, I'm Chinese and Italian, just like Mikey is in, in this story. You know, mixed race families were are more common now, but I didn't know anyone like that when I was a kid. And, you know, the publishing industry has not caught up to what I would call the real world. Um, you know, you are more likely to see a story that features a white character, an animal, or an inanimate object than you are a diverse character. So to me, there's a problem that's there. And Look, I was in San Francisco for 10 years working at Pac-12 Network before I moved down to the L.A. area. And look, anyone who's listening to this channel, they, they know, man, like those attacks on the Asian-American community in SF, like that was scary. I was walking the streets sometimes and I didn't always feel safe. And I never felt like the storytelling around those incidents were were appropriate. Like there just wasn't enough. And I always felt like there wasn't enough of a pipeline for, you know, creative mediums in the industry. So a big reason why I wanted to write this book was to sort of plant seeds for, you know, for just young kids that like a creative, you know, a, a job in a creative medium is possible. I mean, hell, I didn't know that this was a gig. And here it is. You guys are inviting me on to talk a little NFL football. If you would have told me as a kid, I'd be doing this for a living. I would have said, you're crazy. It just never even clicked in my head. So I'm just kind of hoping stories like this will, will help plant those seeds. Great stuff, Mike. Appreciate it. I'm sure they can just Google the, the title and, and find out where they can pick up a for copy. Sure. All right, man. For hey, sure. happy holidays to you. Appreciate you your time too. and uh, look forward to talking with you in the future. Thanks, Mike. Anytime, guys. Enjoy the rest of the season, all right? All right. That's Mike Yam, NFL Network and NFL Total Access host. These MVP, this MVP thing. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so if you if if you don't know, and Dibs had the odds, but the the right now we're looking at what? Brock is minus two hundred. Okay, and what's Lamar Jackson? I think he's second. So I don't here, know if it's two or three to one, but yeah, he's it, it. It's a distant second right now. Here's what we got: we got Purdy, we got Lamar Jackson, and we got Prescott in the in that order. However, what we also have is we have George Kittle 
and great quarterbacks advocating Lamar four and a half to one, advocating for Christian McCaffrey. Can we can we put the rat on the table? At Go Pest Control, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. They're sponsors. Mosquitoes and mice. like, like the 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 MVP will just be like they're just odds. You know, like depending on what happens Monday, like that's going to deter. It will likely determine who wins it. If 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 the Forty ers get beat thirty one, okay, this is what I mean. Nobody knows what's going to happen. The 49ers get beat 31-28. Lamar Jackson rushes for three touchdowns, or two touchdowns, throws for two and 300 yards. Uh, Brock Purdy throws no touchdown passes and has three interceptions. But Christian McCaffrey rushes for four touchdowns. Guess what? McCaffrey's going to be higher on Tuesday in the MVP race than, than Purdy. And Lamar Jackson will have taken complete control of the MVP race. If Brock Purdy throws three touchdown passes and the 49ers win 31-20 and McCaffrey just has one touchdown, Purdy will take control of the MVP race. You know what I mean? It's just, it's really all it it comes down to. Yes, I mean, whoever wins it, it's simple from that standpoint. It's, It's going to be a cornerback. I agree with Mike Yam that it's going to be a quarterback, and it's probably going to be one of the two quarterbacks we see on Christmas between Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. But why I asked him the question is because I, I just I think it's interesting no doubt. that on Monday Night Football, Peyton Manning and Christian McCaffrey was a guest. Christian McCaffrey was also on, I think, Tom Brady's podcast. That's where he gave him his glowing recommendation. George Kittle and Brock Purdy say he's the MVP. That I get it. Like they're they're teammates. They're you know they're supporting their guy. But when former winners of the Most Valuable Player Award and former players at the most important position in football, playing quarterback, to do it at the highest level, they've won Super Bowls. Say that a running back is an MVP. My mind does begin to to think why that is, and I think it's still. For whatever reason, people are reluctant to believe that Brock Purdy is capable of doing what he has currently done and all that he has done in the NFL. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are haters, but there's still this, like, I don't know if it's a stigma about where he was drafted or this association with the greatness that was before in San Francisco or at least, you know, close to to winning the Super Bowl, the weapons that he has. People are still looking for different weights or anchors to kind of attach to Purdy in relation to the MVP. And I don't necessarily know why that is, and I think it's different for everyone. But when I hear Brady and Manning say that Christian McCaffrey is the MVP in a league that is more quarterback-driven than when even they played, and Brady retired two years ago, I do think there's still some of that that's still around. Like People still can't unequivocally say that this guy— Why wouldn't they say Lamar Jackson? Because I think they know the pro. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Purdy's the leader in the clubhouse. Like, it's, after this weekend, it's, I think, I mean, the odds would say that it's between Purdy and Lamar. Okay. But I think when you look at the best team, and people are wondering, because, like, you, you bring this up, the definition of MVP, right? Best player, best team. Well, right now, the Niners are the best team. Right. That could change on Christmas, but they're the best team in the NFL. Right. People want to know the answer to who the best player is. And that debate is one that is still going on. People don't is, know whether it's McCaffrey or Brock. Well, I want to know why Tom Brady and Peyton Manning don't or think... Or Trent Le- Williams. Thanks, Pierce. Like, I, I want to know why those two guys, those two quarterbacks, don't think Lamar Jackson is the MVP. Because here's, here's the way I look at it. Whether you like Purdy or not, he's a top three MVP candidate. Objectively. Mm-hmm. Let's even put him up at two. It's between him and Lamar Jackson, right? The the two quarterbacks are he and Lamar Jackson. You can put Dak Prescott. So why are Peyton Manning not picking among those three? Because the one thing that I don't think is necessarily hate and can be an objective part of the MVP discussion is, you know what, I just think Lamar Jackson has to do more for the Ravens than Brock Purdy does for the Niners. That's why I'm voting Lamar Jackson 1, Brock Purdy 2. I don't necessarily think that's hating, doing that. I want to know why Brady and Manning think McCaffrey has leapfrogged or is an MVP over all three quarterbacks who we lump into that group. I think part of it is when they came into the league. Now, in the late 90s and early 2000s, it was more of a running back-driven league than it is now. So those guys probably have an appreciation for a great running back. Like Peyton Manning had Edgar and James. Tom Brady had a variety of guys, but Corey Dillon's probably the most, uh, stands out the most of, of all of his running backs. But those guys needed guys that they could turn to hand the ball off to because the rules were different until 2012. And then after that, running backs have slowly depreciated as far as value. So maybe it's the fact that when they came into the league, running backs were more important. I think also just Christian McCaffrey, like the gap between number one and number two on the running back chart is ridiculous. I don't even know who else you could have in the conversation, but we're talking about who's the James best. James Cook. <laughs> yeah, he's playing for the Fighting Steinmetzes. But like you see what my point, where yeah. we're talking about quarterbacks, right. there's I think there's like Brock Purdy may not be better than Patrick Mahomes, but he's the leader in the clubhouse for the award. Christian McCaffrey's the best running back by far. And maybe that's also where it comes into play, too, where people are wondering what is actually the I don't know, the battery behind this 49ers offense. Because while it's very true that the league is more quarterback-driven than ever, and Brock Purdy, to Mike Yam's point, has to execute that on a week-in and week-out basis, and he's done it at a very high level, I think people also are, are 
maybe holding the three-game losing streak against him, in which he didn't have his like he hasn't elevated the team. I don't know. Well, I I don't look at it as his three-game losing streak. I I look at it as to me a very important aspect of who wins the MVP is how well your team does. Like that's a big that is maybe prerequisite number one. So with that having been said, to me, who are the MVP candidates? Well, the Ravens are eleven and three, so mm-hmm. that's Lamar Jackson. The 49ers are eleven and three. So that's well, you know what? The Warriors are a little like the uh, the 49ers are a little like the old Warriors. Maybe Durant and Curry are going to split, but they have a McCaffrey and they have and they have a Purdy. Dallas ten and four. Prescott. Uh, Eagles. Well, they've fallen off. They've lost three in a row, but whatever. Uh, Prescott hurts uh, uh, is sixth now, and then the other guy would be uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, on on an 11-3 team. Who who else is the other best team? I'm forgetting a really good team. Forty Niners. You're talking about what, like the Dolphins? As far as the record, no, I don't think I forgot a team, but. So it's just the record is a very big part of it. Yeah, it's, I mean, there, there's only two 11 win teams. Okay, the two 11 and two 10 is what I. Yeah, so yeah those Miami, f- Dallas, and Philly are the 10 win teams. Okay, so. And Detroit. Okay, so they're four. And di- and is Tua or uh, Goff an MVP candidate? No. Okay, so we'll drop those off. But well, of the I, best. I think teams- it's interesting that Tua is not the MVP candidate on his own team, even though he plays quarterback. Well, it's probably sim- it's very similar to McCaffrey, right? Well, apparently not, because Brock is the leader in the clubhouse. What's Miami's record? 10-4. and four. What are Tua's numbers like compared with Brock's? They're lower, but they're still pretty good. See, the problem the problem people are going to have is Brock's numbers are incredible. They, they are. All right, 888-957-9570 is the number. We can uh, tackle this for another 10 minutes or so. Uh, I see Will in Pleasanton who says he has the reason why the old quarterbacks, I'd say experienced uh think christian mccaffrey is uh is the mvp we'll get to him on the other side that segment was brought to you by xfinity the xfinity 10g network made for streaming live sports and also by fremont bank full service banking no compromises Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Who's this? It's Kanye West, man. Damn it! And Kid Cudi. Wow. The heat. Although they... I, I can't... Well, no Kid Cudi this time. I have to be honest, I... Homecoming. I kind of liked it. It's a banger. I wouldn't say that's a banger. It's it's got it's catchy and it's got a good. See, I consider I go back to old heavy metal days, where headbangers, you know, would be where you rock your head. So I think of a headbanger more of like hard rock music. I actually think you would like that song because Homecoming is it's a node to Chicago. It it uses Chicago as he's talking about a girl, but he's really talking about a city gotcha. and his love for it. Huh? Yeah. Uh, clearly, that's second where, level. That's mm-hmm. where he's from. Yes. Talking about Chi-Town. Yeah, Chi-Town. Steiny and uh, Evan with you on 95.7 The Game. Guru uh, taking the week off. Evan and, uh, I'm sorry, not Evan, uh, Lucas in the uh, in the idle chair and John Luke in, in the work chair in the studio. So welcome, yeah. Lucas. <laughs> he got in here by two. 
That's what you get for saying I'm salty today because I'm the furthest thing from salty. You need to zoom out a little bit. People, I have people getting a great look at you right now uh, on YouTube. Oh boy! Yeah, what do we got There's, you got a big head. What's new? That's no, that's not actually normal just, size. Uh, <laughs> normal size. Um, no, it's a banger. It's what the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate uh, let, that. Let's get an answer to our question from our man Will. All right. uh, Will's in uh, uh, Pleasanton, and he's going to talk about two former quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, who said they have Christian McCaffrey as their MVP, and Will knows why. What's up, Will? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, yo. Um, Evan, Evan started to uh, touch on this point, but for me, it's all those two guys' perspective. I imagine when they watch Brock, they're like, hey, he makes the throws, he does it well, but I can't imagine just because of who they are, they look at him and go like, you know, he's the next Dan Marino, he does something that I don't do. But especially when you think about Brady, like he never really had immense offensive talent around him. So I imagine when he sees McCaffrey, his eyes like bounce out of his head like a cartoon, going like, oh, my gosh, imagine how amazing that would be to have somebody like that on my team. And along with that, those two guys, if anybody, could understand what McCaffrey must do for Purdy on a, you know, on a game-to-game basis as far as opening everything up for him. I, hey, Will, it's a two-part question. You ready for part two? Yes. Why didn't they say Lamar Jackson? Why didn't they say Lamar Jackson? Because I bet you they don't respect his arm the way that they do Purdy's. And I just don't, I still think he has the, and he, has, he doesn't have a lot of talent around him, so it may not be fair. I just don't think that they think he could maybe win a game solely by his arm. And I don't think he, since neither of those guys were runners of the football, maybe they don't respect that part of his game. I think you hit the nail on the head, Will. I think that's a ding, 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 ding. I think there's very much a possibility where Brady and Manning look at Purdy and say, well, he's got every weapon in the book. And then they look at Lamar and say, he's a great athlete, but he's not a great quarterback. Let's go to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, well, like Peyton Manning always had great weapons. But the other part of this, too, is Brock Purdy's got Kyle Shanahan. So Tom Brady had a great head coach, but he was defensive-minded when... Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl with a great Colts team. They were defensive. Tony Dungy was their head coach. They were defensive-minded, or Tony Dungy is a defensive coach. Like they never, they had to be their own play callers. Now you have off, they, you have OCs, but I think Brady also looks at it and says, like, you know, when I was with uh, Dion Branch, I led the league in touchdowns my second or third season. I won a Super Bowl. When you give me Randy Moss, I'm a, I'm a set records. Like, I'm going to throw 50 touchdowns in a season. I'm going to light up all scoreboards. Peyton Manning, when he got to Denver, and he had great weapons in Indianapolis, he also set records. You know, he's throwing 45, 48 touchdowns a year, uh, or at least in one of the seasons. He gets to Denver. He's got great weapons. He's got a great foundation. He resets those passing records. Like, so... Maybe it's also they look at Brock Purdy and I don't know if there's jealousy involved and stuff, but they're saying like, hey, you know, if I had Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, George Kittle, Ayuk, like, dude, we'd be scoring 40 points a game. And 
Yeah. I don't know, maybe there's part of that too. The, the Lamar part of this is interesting though because you can make a case Lamar's got to do more than Purdy does. I mean, he's the leading passer sure. and the leading rusher for that team. That's why I don't think it's hate if that's where you come down necessarily. He's also lost his best weapon, his tight end. His Mark Andrews is out for the season. He just lost his second running back. He already lost his first running back. J.K. Dobbins towards Achilles again. Keith Mitchell just tore his ACL on Monday Night Football. Um, his best receiver is probably a rookie in Zay Flowers. So that that part of me is is interested too. Well, the other thing is, I, I'm assuming no malice here, and what I mean by that is against Brock Purdy. I really don't think there's any malice. I think it's the exact. I think there. I think one of the exact things that's happening is the same thing again that happened that happened with the Warriors back in the day. I think the media looks at the 49ers and says they are loaded. They are loaded. Just like when we look back at the Warriors and said, those guys are loaded. Okay, you're right. They're loaded. So how do you pick the difference between Kevin Durant and Steph Curry? And how do you pick the difference in importance between Brock Purdy and McCaffrey? And so a voter would tend to bail out on that. Having to make that choice. That's 50-50? What's it, 55-45? Purdy, 45, McCaffrey, who knows? Like I, 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 the bottom line is it's hard. Would you at least acknowledge it's it's not easy or easily identifiable to say who the 49ers' best player is? Who's the Niners' best player? <sighs> Pick out of a hat. I like that's a very real thing. That's all. And it's not no, and borrowing the guru, it's no slight against Purdy. It's it's a slight to him only because he's got a great team around him, and that's one of the things that voters would look for. It's, it is. Yeah, and he's featured more prominently because of it, and he, he, he does a great job at knowing exactly where to go with the ball at what time. Um, and we'll never know if you swap situations, but, you know, it just... And I'm curious to see what Willard and Dibbs think about it on the other side, too, on the crossover, because, you know, to me, like, I do think there's a conversation between Purdy and McCaffrey. I just think it's interesting that quarterbacks are leaning more towards the running back than the guy who played their position or plays their position. Yeah, interesting. All right, uh, we got Willard and Dibbs on the other side. It is the, uh, the crossover. You think they're excited for Warriors Celtics tonight? Definitely. I mean, hey! I also know something Dibley's excited about. It's a legacy game, some might say. Uh, Dibley, I hope, hope he's not mad at me. I hope he's really mad at Richie in uh, Queens. What? Why? Because according to Dibs, Is Dibs a closet Richie, fan? Richie accused Dibs of saying the 49ers window was six to eight years. Oh. And Dibs said, no, 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 no. That was Willard. So this could be a little brouhaha on the other side. Uh, That segment was brought to you by Consumer Cellular. Freedom calls. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.